Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week we're talking about the importance of knowing the hope to which we are called and the importance of being able and ready to give people an answer for the hope you have. Obviously, if you don't have any hope, you can't do that. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says we need to be ready to give people an answer for the reason we have hope. See, God's promise to us is that if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he will take care of us through the turmoil on this earth. The turmoil is only going to increase as the return of Jesus nears. To seek first his kingdom means to keep your priorities right. It doesn't mean sell everything you have and become a missionary in India. It doesn't mean you have to be at the church every time the doors open or double your tithe or pass out tracts. It means keep your priorities right. The most important thing is not who wins an election. The most important thing is that People come to saving knowledge of Jesus. The most important thing is not persuading people of your political viewpoint, but that people come to saving knowledge of Jesus. Now, we left off yesterday. (coughs) We're emphasizing, let me say it that way, we're emphasizing keeping the right perspective. It's not what you see, it's how you see what you see. And you need to learn to look at life in terms of the big picture. A plan is unfolding. God is working out his plan to have a family of holy, righteous sons and daughters with whom he can dwell on this earth forever. Life as it is in this earth is not as God intended it to be. We're only passing through this life as it is, but we'll be back when Jesus comes again to live on this earth after it has been made new and life will be what it's always supposed to be. And keeping that perspective in these troubling times is so helpful. And part of keeping that perspective is recognizing that we aren't the only people concerned about all of this. See, nobody ceases to exist when their body dies. They simply pass into the unseen dimension. Everybody who's ever been born on this planet, including Adam and Eve, who were directly created by God, all of them are somewhere right now, either heaven or hell, depending on how they responded to God's grace offered them through the cross of Christ. Countless people are in heaven right now, waiting to return to earth to be reunited with their original body through resurrection of the dead and live on earth again when the plan of God is completed. Now, what I want to do is I want to go back to when the plan began and just kind of put this all together. There's, It's not just us in America who are concerned about what's going on, about what's happening, where we're headed. Everybody in heaven, who's been born onto this earth since Adam and Eve, is concerned about this. Now, back to Genesis. After God created Adam and Eve, as you know, he told them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if they did, they would die. And we've discussed how their disobedience introduced death into the human race and into the earth itself. 
We're not going to discuss everything that happened here, but I want you to notice a few things in connection with our present discussion. In Genesis chapter 3, they've just eaten from the fruit, the forbidden fruit, and let me start, uh, let me start in verse 7. And the eyes of both of them were opened, Adam and Eve, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees. And God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Let me just stop right there. After they disobeyed God, they knew immediately something had changed. Something was different. Adam hid himself from God and declared himself to be afraid because he was naked. Now, God made specific statements about the consequences of Adam's sin on the human race and the earth itself. In verses 16 down to 19, I'm not going to read it all. He said that women would bear children in sorrow. He said that the earth would produce thorns and thistles. Work would become a toil instead of a source of blessing. He said that people would die our bodies would return to dust. But he promised the coming of a redeemer to undo the damage. Genesis 3.15, he said there was coming the seed of the woman who would undo the damage. The seed is Jesus, the woman is Mary. One of the first things God did after Adam fell was to announce a plan is underway that's going to undo what happened here. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, it says, uh, oh, sorry, I'm in the wrong chapter. Unto Adam, and all, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make them coats of skin and clothed them. I don't know if you've ever noticed that verse and wondered about it, because they, they've already made fig leaves to cover themselves. They've already... St- put something together to cover themselves. But now about 10 verses farther down, we're told that the Lord made coats of skins and covered them. What happened here? Adam and Eve saw death for the first time. God told them because of what, if you disobey me, you'll die. Because of what you've done, a curse of death is now in the earth. And they saw death for the first time. An innocent animal was killed to provide a blood covering for them. This is a picture of what the Redeemer will do. God has just promised a Redeemer, a Deliverer, to undo the damage done, and now he pictures it through the skins of an innocent animal, his blood shed to cover Adam and Eve. Well, that's exactly what the Redeemer is going to do. He's going to shed his blood to pay for sin. If we go down into Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, Adam and Eve produced the first humans through natural processes. Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Well, you know what happened. Cain killed Abel, the secondborn. The firstborn killed the secondborn. A man died. Here we have a man dying. Not just an animal, but a man. What must it have been like for Adam and Eve to see and experience first an innocent animal dies? They see blood. It's on them from this animal. And then they see their own son die. 
What was it like to see that and experience all this, especially after knowing life on Earth before death existed, before this horrific condition developed? Now, God instructed men to keep to begin to keep records of his unfolding plan of redemption. I could do whole lessons on this, but when you come over to Genesis chapter 5, we have a list of the offspring of Adam. It's not a list of every kid that he and Eve produced. It's a list of the line through which the Redeemer will come down to Noah, and it's filled with death. Verse 5, we're told Adam lived 930 years and died. Seth lived. We're told how long each guy lived. Seth lived and then died. Enos lived and then died. Canaan lived and died. Mahalaleel lived and died. Jared lived and died. Methuselah lived and died. Lamech lived and died. Suddenly death is beginning to infuse. They're seeing it. Now the only exception in this list is Enoch. He was taken into the invisible realm without experiencing physical death. He walked with God and suddenly one day he was not. Well, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 gives us more details. God took him into the invisible realm without him seeing physical death. Now, what was this? There's a lot to that, but it was a demonstration of the fact that no one ceases to exist and there is life beyond this life. Enoch has stepped into it. Death is not the end. Now, Adam was alive. Enoch was the seventh generation from Enoch, but they lived longer in those days. Sin had not yet shortened lifespans like it has today. Adam was alive during the first part of Enoch's life. Before Adam left the earth, Enoch prophesied that the Lord will one day come to make things right. We have his prophecy over in Jude, verses 14 and 15, that the Lord will come with 10,000 of his saints to make things right. Here we are. Right at the beginning of the story, things are out of whack because of sin, but God is sending a message. I'm coming to make things right. Now, Romans 15.4 says the things that were written in the Old Testament were recorded to provide every generation with reasons for hope. Now, we get additional insight into how these first people viewed reality from the book of Job. Job is the earliest book of the Bible. The events of his life occurred during the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. whole lot in this that uh, we don't have time to deal with, but you know that you know the story in Abraham had Isaac who had Jacob, and in Jacob's day, the family went down to Egypt to live. They stayed there for four hundred years, were eventually enslaved. God raised up Moses and used him to lead God's people back to Canaan um the, but Moses prematured the plan. Remember that? And he ended up killing an Egyptian and fled Egypt and spent 40 years living in the land of Midian. That's where he heard the story of Job. Job was not a descendant of Abraham. He was a real person, but not a descendant of Abraham. He lived in the land of Uz, which was near Midian. If I had a map, I could show show you where they are, both of those were located. But in the, the book of Job, Moses compiled the story during the 40 years Israel wandered in the wilderness. It's the oldest written record. It's the earliest book of the Bible, the first written book of the Bible. And in that book, we find out that Job was looking 
for the resurrection. Job 19, 25 and 26, he said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the latter day I'll stand on this earth with my Redeemer. Though the worms will eat my body, in my flesh I will see God. Job, that far back in the days of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not even a, a covenant man, he understood that death of the body is temporary and that he would live on earth again because a Redeemer's coming who's going to restore what's been lost to corruption and death. Do you know Job is in heaven right now looking forward to returning to earth? Do you remember how he lost all his, his health and his wealth and his kids? Don't have time to go into the story. But God turned the captivity of Job and gave him twice as much as he had before. He had ten kids. Ten kids were killed. Then he had ten more. Well, that's not double unless you count the ten that are in heaven waiting to return to this earth when Jesus comes again. We'll pick it up right here tomorrow. Amen. You've been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.